Welcome to the next episode of Podcast Payoffs. My name is Gord Vickman, here as always with my podcast partner, strategic coach founder, Mr. Dan Sullivan. Dan, always a pleasure. Gord, real pleasure. We're both off vacation weeks in Canada. Mm-hmm. So depending on how particular our Canada's year consists of July and winter, but, <laughs> you know, we do get three June, July, and August, and sometimes September we get good weather, and cottage country is infinite in Canada. I mean, I think our province of Ontario has 250,000 lakes. I think Canada as a country has half the fresh water on the planet, either within its borders or bordering with the United States. So it's a freshwater kingdom up here. My wife said, before you go hang out with Dan, you better plug your razor in and do something with your beard because you got cottage face. I said, cottage face, what's that? She's like, you just look like you've been in a forest for five days. So I uh, did my best. Yeah, you groomed. You groomed nicely. I did. See, yeah, there you go. All right. So we're all looking good. This episode, I thought we could have some fun, Dan. Your latest quarterly is called Not Being Bothered. It's available now on strategiccoach.com. Just click store. It's the latest quarterly book. You do four mini books a year, and this is the latest one. Mm -hmm. This concept, Dan, I thought we could unpack it before we get into some fun we can have of things that bother podcasters. And if you're a podcaster, one of these things might be bothering you. So you get some advice directly from Dan Sullivan. And you might not be bothered anymore by these things. So Dan, the whole concept of not being bothered, when I first saw the title of the book and you mentioned it to me as it was being written, I thought it sounds very stoic. So was this like inspired by Marcus Aurelius and Seneca or are we on a different kind of twist here? You know, I've read uh, Marcus Aurelius and I know sort of the basics of stoicism. What I've done with the concept of bother is bother's just bother. It's not actually related to the thing that you think is actually bothering you. It could be something got triggered from a childhood memory. It could be anything. There's no explaining why something bothers you. And what that allows me to do is to say, well, it's just bother. It doesn't really mean anything. But then it's important to tell yourself when you're bothered that you're bothered, you know, so personal skill that I've developed is that the moment that I'm bothered by something, I tell myself that I'm actually bothered. So I'm not trapped by the thing that I think is bothering me, but I do recognize the condition. And then I ask myself a question. This is stage two. And stage two is, if I wasn't bothered, what would I be doing? And immediately, because it's a question, your brain can ignore it. And your brain goes to some useful activity And so you go and do the useful activity. And five minutes later, after you've done the useful activity, you come back and the thing that was bothering you doesn't bother you anymore. So which kind of tells me that being bothered is kind of meaningless. So that's my first approach to (laughs) answering questions about podcasters. But, you know, podcasting, I mean, just as a overview since I have enough experience under my belt. I'm about, I guess, eight years, would you say, from the 2012, I think, is really the beginning. So it's 10 years, 10 years I've been doing podcasting. And it's a different form of communication. And I think a lot of people who are bothered as podcasters are trying to use podcasting for something that podcasting is not actually designed to do. 
It's very difficult if you're mentioning CTAs, calls to action or whatever. I mean, the biggest shows in the world with, you know, like multiple, multiple millions of hits, a lot of these people are thrilled with a conversion rate of 0.002%. If you're selling a mattress or one of the food boxes or whatever, and you have out of your multiple millions of listeners, if you have a thousand, two thousand people going and checking out and converting on that, most people would consider that kind of a smashing success. Because don't forget, you don't want to drive people away from your show to go check out the food box to see what chicken meals available this week. You want them to stick with you. But it's very, very difficult to do that. And that's why advertisers, people would say things like, well, advertisers aren't interested in my show. Well, um, what are your numbers like? Well, I've got 300 people listening to me. Well, okay, that's fine. But they're not interested unless you're in the 50,000 and north range. I mean, that's a little bit of a sidebar right there. A few things that come to mind when I was thinking about what bothers podcasters, and then we could get your advice on these, Dan. So we can parlay this into, let's say, the word show and workshop. It would be interchangeable. No one listens to my show. No one comes to my workshop. That would bother people if you're putting effort into it and no one came to your workshop, no one came to your show. So what would you say to someone who's bothered by the fact that no one listens to their show or no one in your universe, Dan, no one's coming to the workshop? You think you're doing good stuff, but no one's coming. I have a bit of a different history before I started podcasting, and that is that a lot of podcasters are doing the podcasting so that they can get well-known. And my feeling is, for our purposes as strategic coach and having workshops filled by successful people, we'd already figured out how to do that before we got into podcasting. Okay, so it's the same thing as book writing. A lot of people write books so that they'll become well-known and possibly as a result of that, they can create some sort of program out of that. Well, we were already successful at doing workshops before we started writing books. So I think right off the bat is you have to understand why are you doing this anyway? You know, why are you doing the podcasting? And I do it to test out ideas, new ideas. So I'll come up with a thinking tool for entrepreneurs in Strategic Coach. And thinking tools are a name we give to a one-page sheet of paper. It can be in digital form that asks a series of questions about entrepreneurial experience as it relates to our entrepreneurs. And our entrepreneurs in Coach the qualifying to be in the lowest level of strategic coach, you have to be making 200000 a year in personal income before you can qualify for the primary level, the signature level, and then there's two levels above that. I started this almost half a century ago with one-on-one -on -one clients and got good with 40 or 50 one-on-one -on -one clients. And from that, I was able to create a first workshop of 15 to 20 individuals. And the word of mouth was already really good about what we were doing as coaches. So for the longest time, word of mouth was all that we required. We got personal referrals and we got names and we'd phone people and we'd set up live speaking engagements in different parts of the United States and Canada and eventually London, England. So by the time we got involved with the podcasting world, we already had 10,000 entrepreneurs who had been through our program. But 
what I found about podcasting, because I was introduced to it by really Joe Polish, and Joe had me as a guest on his podcast series, you know, and then I started various series. But I like to talk and I like to have creative partnerships with other people. So the vast majority of my podcasts, including our own Gord, is that we're having a conversation about interesting ideas. And we find that the type of person who would be interested in joining Strategic Coach is also a person who's interested in listening to interesting discussions about mm-hmm. entrepreneurial ideas and yeah. things that are happening in the world. So if anything, we're selling ideas or we're selling that we're cool people to know. You know, <laughs> I mean, I think that that would be probably the end point of what I would like to achieve out of any podcast. But the other thing I find is that I develop ideas by talking about the ideas in conversation where I don't know what the other person is going to say or the other per- I don't know what the other person is going to ask me. And I like the challenge of coming up with something useful when something unpredictable happens in the discussion. And I, I'm selling that. You know, I'm kind of selling that. I'm the kind of person who is not scripted. I'm the kind of person who has really wide interests. I'm the sort of person who has really given a great deal of thought to what it means to be a successful entrepreneur in the 21st century. And, you know, themes like that. I find that we draw people in and oftentimes they have a relationship of three or four years with us on one or multiple podcast series. And then when the time comes and they have an opportunity to sign up for the program, they always feel that they have a solid relationship with us before that. So those are some of my reasons. Mm -hmm. So the whole thing about why people won't listen to my show my question would be, do they want to listen to you in any setting? <laughs> you know, not just your show. I mean, are you someone worth paying attention to? You know, and I think that's a more fundamental question rather than podcasting. I mean, would somebody want to talk to you in a coffee shop? Would they want to talk to you anywhere? But the other thing is, right off the bat, I can see that you're putting the emphasis on you. It's not about you. It's actually, are you interested in the people who are listening to your podcast? In other words, do you really like to know what's going on in their world and what's happening to them? This isn't original with me, but I thought it's such a useful statement that the key to success is not being interesting. The key to success is actually being interested. When you're with someone, you let them know that you're really interested in what they have to say, what their experiences are what kind of obstacles they've overcome. And I think that's what makes the podcast world work is all the podcasts that I watch, the person is a thinker about things that most people don't talk about. They are interested in their guests and they ask questions that surprise the guests and bring out the best in the guests. So I I think there's something that, It's not your podcasting that's the problem. It may be you that's the problem. (laughs) You just reminded me, I have a very close friend, dear friend I've known my entire life. His name is Scott, and he has a wonderful YouTube channel. It's called The Bun. I've known him, again, all my life. 
And he's such a wonderful person to talk to because before he even goes into anything about himself, the first question he always asks everyone, whether he's at your house for dinner or a party or a barbecue or you just see him, is he'll say something like, Vicman, what are you crushing right now? That's the first question he asks you. What are you crushing right now? What are you, what are you winning at? What are you doing? What are you excited about? And he'll actually listen to what <laughs> you have to say. He's not just waiting for his turn to talk. And he's been doing this for 25 years. Vicman, what are you crushing right now? And I've heard him ask a thousand people. He's the life of the party. Everybody wants him around because he's legitimately interested in what people have to say and what other people are doing. And I remember asking him once, I said, well, what, where does that question come from? He goes, I already know what I'm doing. I want to know what you're doing. What are you crushing? So he's a lovely person to talk to. We'll put the link in the show notes for that as well. He's doing very well right now. He's blowing up on YouTube, the bun. Dan, there was one word I'm going to sort of key off on what you said, and it's ideas. Here's another thing that bothers podcasters, and I hear this a lot. It's hard creating new things all the time. You know, I was full of ideas when I kicked this off five episodes in. I don't know what to talk about. I feel like the shows are boring. So your tools... Do you feel like this is just an endless well? This could go on until the sun burns out. Have you ever had a feeling that you're going to run out of ideas? You're going to run out of things to talk about? Mm. Have you ever had that thought? No? Shannon Waller and I, Shannon's um, teammate here at Strategic Coach, and we have our own podcast series, which is called Inside Strategic Coach. We've worked together for 31 years, and she said that, one of the things she found out about me very early is that in conversation, I'm very unpredictable. And that is that no matter what the topic is, it seems to almost make sudden jumps to something else, which kind of connects, but you hadn't seen the connection before. And just honestly, that's my experience of myself. I don't really have much predictability about where I'm going to go when I start talking. And so there's a certain surprise that I have of sometimes where conversations go. But the other thing is that I read a great deal. You know, I'm a lifetime reader, passionate reader of books that have really provocative ideas in them. You know, that's one of my standards, whether I proceed with a book or don't proceed with a book. Is there anything original here that I haven't seen before? So I have a nose for other people who are original, and then I'm interacting with very creative entrepreneurs on a continual basis and have been now for 48 years. And they're always into new things. They're creating new things. They're coming up with new solutions. They're finding shortcuts to very complex, complicated situations. And this is all very, very interesting stuff. And I find the world very surprising. You know, new things are happening in the world. So mm -hmm. I live in uh, kind of the same stage of curiosity and alertness as I did when I think I was eight years old. I just, <laughs> I just <laughs> never grew out of my boyhood wonder of, gee, there's an amazing number of things in the world that I don't know about. And then, you know, I mean, there are certain topics which are of great interest to the entrepreneurial community, because I coach about every 90 days, I coach and interact with about 500 very successful entrepreneurs from probably 30 different countries, you know, 70 or 80 different industries. You just find out what they're worried about, what they're excited about, what they feel confident about. And that all becomes topic matter that you can use on podcasts. 
Mm-hmm. Just sort of expanding your circle. That's great advice. Yeah. If you're yeah. running, running yeah. out of things to talk about, find interesting people and bring them in. Yeah, if you're interested in a lot of things, you'll probably have interesting things to say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Last one we're going to touch here is a little bit about technology, Dan. The technology is coming too fast. You hear this sometimes, podcasters are bothered. The technology is coming too fast. I'm overwhelmed. I subscribe to a lot of newsletters because I'm interested. This is my industry. This is what I do. This is what I'm going to be doing for a very long time. And every week, if you feel overwhelmed or if you feel like there's too much, a lot of podcasters are saying that because there are so many startups, there's so many software as a service offerings. And it seems like every week you can do this. You can do this. Oh, did you know you can do this? Did you know you can do this now? Well, you can do that. You can do this. My whole thought about it is the comedian Louis C.K., he was talking about the speed of technology and about how he had this phone one time and someone says, oh, did you know that you can do this on your phone now? I'm going to do it. And he immediately <laughs> run out and do it. And his whole thing, I'm sorry, I'm biting Louis' style right now, but he said, you don't have to do everything just because you can do it. It's like, just because there's a new software as a service that lets you take your podcast and do this, you don't have to do it if you don't want. The overwhelm, I feel, is something that people feel that they need to be doing everything because it's available. It's kind of like you go to a buffet, okay? Just because everything's there, you don't have to eat everything. (laughs) If you don't like olives, don't eat them. You don't have to do everything and you don't have to eat everything on the buffet. Use the technology that's interesting to you to fulfill the goals that you would like to see fulfilled with your show. But if there's something that's there, even if everyone else is using it, and if it's not interesting to you, and if it doesn't serve your purpose, then you don't need to do it. Well, I depend upon you to protect me from all this. (laughs) I got a microphone. Well, I was an advertising copywriter almost half a century ago, and that microphone's then. I don't see you know, that's got a different use today than it did back then. And video, I mean, there was the ability to do video a half a century ago. It's a lot easier now. And I think the Zoom breakthrough over the last two or three years has assisted greatly. But, you know, the essence of all communication is do you have something to say? You know, is there a way of talking about things that are happening that give people new insights, new angles, and everything else. My sense is just being engaged with people in really interesting topics is probably the essence of all communication that's been popular since we were sitting around fires in caves. You know, it's stories and lessons and wisdom. We're fascinated with shortcuts. One of the things I've really been zeroing in on over the last couple of years as a coach is that I think humans are the shortcutting species, you know, (laughs) and I think anything where you tell someone how to do something that's faster, easier, cheaper, produces a bigger result, I think is ultimately fascinating, Mm -hmm. you know, and there's so much available, but here's five shortcuts. I want to tell you five shortcuts. And everybody's on the edge of their seat. And <laughs> everybody wants to know about shortcuts. You know, mm-hmm. I think that's it. You know, but the other thing is, I think there's an experience thing here too. That if you've just, you know, a beginning podcaster, I would give myself three years of doing it before I start making judgments about whether I'm doing it well or whether the thing I'm focusing on is the right thing. 
the way I do it is I'm going to be podcasting for the rest of my life. And I plan to live way beyond my present age. So why don't I just enjoy it? As they say in the radio world, your first show is your worst show. And your second show is not that great either. Next thing you know, it's all just kind of old hat. And just on the topic of shortcuts, if you have some technology that someone's, you know, just insisting that you use, if the technology shortcut is a long cut, cut it out and you don't need it. What did you get out of today? I think what I got out of it was I'm proud of the show that we just did. You know, our shows are short here at Podcast Payoffs. We like to keep them around 25 minutes. And why did we do that? Because we know that the average commute time is around 26 minutes. So we have like a commuter length show. You can put on Podcast Payoffs as you sit in the car and then you can go to work. And by the time you pull into your office or your studio or wherever you work, everyone's welcome here. Uh, the show's wrapped and hopefully you've learned something. And what I learned, Dan, was that there's a way around the bother. Some people are naturally more inclined to be bothered than others. I think I'm one of them. I'm going to just freely admit that right now. I don't know if it's my genetics or my upbringing, but I really do have to work on it. Stoicism is a philosophy that never really worked on me. For example, if I'm standing on the side of the road and it's a rainy day and somebody drives by and splashes me, I'm pretty upset for a long time. And I remember we were talking about this ages ago and you said, maybe he was late. Yeah, maybe you were too close to the you were too close to the street. You know? I mean, uh, learn something here, you know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think the thing about it is that people associate podcasting with broadcasting, and the biggest difference between podcasting and broadcasting is your show can't be dropped. You can't be fired. You got a pirate ship. It may be that you're the only one watching your podcast or listening to your podcast, but nobody can take you off the air. You know, you're not fighting for bandwidth. Mm -hmm. You're not fighting for advertising dollars. You know, if you can talk to your computer, you got yourself a podcast. So I think that there's something wrong about who they think they are and what they think they're going to be as a result of this activity. And I think it's an activity that improves your communication organization. I think you get better at this the more that you do it, especially if you watch yourself with a fairly objective view. You know, they're not interested in me. I'm not even interested in me watching myself. <laughs> you know, try to see yourself and listen to yourself from another person's point of view and just developing listening through other people's ears and watching through other people's eyes actually improves you. So I would say that podcasting is the most forgiving, probably communication vehicle in the world, because the only person who says you're a failure is you when you quit, you know, but if you just keep doing it and improving from one show to the next, you'll get better at it. And the other thing is interview people who like you. <laughs> Don't interview jerks. Yeah, don't interview people who are going to give you a rough time. I, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> if that's all you take from the show, that's what you should take. Yeah. It's Podcast Payoffs. We explore the link between technology and teamwork. That's what we do here. And if you enjoy the show, please share it with a friend. Just tell one person about it. If you got value out of it, you could be a hero and share this with someone who really needed to hear the advice that Dan shared today. And once again, and you, podcast. You're and me. Okay. Yeah. 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 I'll uh, give myself a little pat on the back, I guess. Yeah. Podcasts are free, but they're not because you're paying with your time. We appreciate it. And thanks so much for joining us. Stan, on to the next. Thank you.